Welcome to the Proudly Imperfect podcast with your host, me, Courtney Wallbank, aka the Grow and Glow Coach, bringing you realness you can relate to, real conversations, real people, and I'm sure there'll be real fuck ups along the way. This is about accepting yourself for the hot, steamy mess you are and embracing your incredible imperfections. Subscribe if you love it, and I hope you like today's episode. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of the Proudly Imperfect podcast. I hope you're all doing well. Thank you for being here as usual. Um, We have such an amazing episode today, and honestly, I cannot wait to get stuck in with this one. Kind of, I always like be a bit of a stalker before I send the invite out. And honestly, I just think like this, this woman's content she brings humor. She reminds me of me a little bit in the fact that she's like very straight to the point. Very like kind of like won't take no bullshit, brutal kind of vibe. That's the vibe I get anyway. So I was like, yeah, need to get her on. So yeah, it's going to be a, a, a very good episode. Very excited. So please, please welcome the wonderful fitness and performance coach, Jennifer, please say it, I say it right, it's Irvine, is that right? That's it, yeah. Right, fuck. <laughs> there, hello, <laughs> how are you? I'm good, I'm so glad I've got you on, obviously we have to do a little rearrange the other day, but you're here. That's all right, I'm excited, I, lo- I actually love the brutal part, I was like, wow, <laughs> I was like, yep, yeah, that's good, I love that. <laughs> it shines through though, and I love it, I love it, I love it when like, you can tell someone isn't like beating around the bush it's like straight to the point Amazing. you know yeah oh 100 100 where are you from by the way um yeah so everybody thinks i'm american or canadian i'm definitely not and i definitely i have this random i'm from bell well i'm from outside belfast but i'll say right. belfast i've been here 10 11 years but i did spend a lot of childhood time in america right um, I have a lot of like international friends. I've been around the world and I've kind of got this, if I say shore or par. Right, okay. You know yeah, that I'm par. Par. <laughs> Is that par or that par? <laughs> but um, weirdly, I have got a bit of an American twang that happens. Yeah. Yeah. I just could not, I couldn't put my finger on it at all. I was like, is she Scottish or not? And then, like, obviously, yeah, well, my last name is wrong. Scottish. Last huh? Name is- last name is scottish oh right okay yeah maybe that's why i had a little bit of a thing as well um so i always like to kick things off with like your story like how did you get where you are because what i normally notice is it comes from or most of the time these stories are when people are in like coaching or fitness coaching it comes from a little bit of a pain point so like you experienced something and then you was like right okay I want to do something so I'm just wondering how you got to where you are tell me your story I want to know it all right um it's quite funny because I've actually delved into this a little bit myself thinking have I had this pain point have I not so let me take you through of like the the part where I thought it all came from but basically I played high performance level sports since I was third no maybe 12 years old right when you say high performance so I played for my country I have over 35 caps for my country and which was Ulster and Ireland and I played at international level for like badminton it's not a big thing in Australia so everyone's gonna be like isn't that like a beach (laughs) sport and I'm like it's actually the fucking fastest racket sport in the world guys but anyway (laughs) anyway um, anyway just putting it out there um 
so I did that for the best part of like six, seven years. So wow. I was sort of and um, through high school, it was very intense. Um, you know, basically I was training three, four times a week. If um if I didn't have a competition in the week, I was still training. Um I was traveling back and forth to different places in the UK, always um obviously I'm from the northern part of Ireland, I was always traveling to the southern part of Ireland. So that's kind of like in Australia terms, I was always going from New South Wales to Queensland and back. Yeah. Um, and then obviously as well, like growing up as a girl in the middle of it all, trying to figure out, oh my God, now I have a period, now I have emotions and all that sort of jazz. So it was very full on. Yeah. Um, I had absolutely amazing coaches, obviously, mm-hmm. right? And I pretty much have spent my whole entire life surrounded by coaches in high performance environments so I only spent the best part of 11 years being Jenny right Mm. whereas from 11 till right now I have always been in a high performance environment what how how has that been on the mind like because obviously you you know you you're in an environment where you're pushing your limits all the time is it had any to be in that all of the time would you say at any point it's had like this pressure do you know what I mean like it yeah of course I mean I had if I take back my teenagers I had my pressure to perform um on and off the court so Mm -hmm. on the court it was like you know whether it's singles doubles mixed doubles we obviously had a team we obviously had individual um competitions I had to perform then I had to perform off the court I was still a child. I was still a teenager. I still had to figure out life. I was still, why are my friends smoking behind the bus stop and I can't do that type <laughs> yeah. thing, right? Yeah. That's side of things. Um, you know, I had to perform. I had to eat right when I was young. I had to figure out that I was getting all my periods when I was young. I had to figure out just life as a, as a girl getting, you know, when I was young. But still come back to that performance. Now, did that put pressure on me? Yes. Was I then put placed in a position where competition was at the forefront of my mind all the time? Mm-hmm. Yes. It, did I struggle? Yes. <laughs> did you struggle um, at the time or was it like as you grew older, grew older and you like noticed, you started to notice certain things or was it like a, was you aware? Um. Oh my God, I definitely struggled at the time too, 100%, yeah. because that pressure is on you um, all the time. Plus, I placed that upon me hugely yeah. as well. Now I use it to my advantage. Back then, I was very much, oh my God, I'm, I'm if I'm not first, I'm a loser. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so the pressure was always there, 100%. 100%. And when did you, like, how did you... And when did you switch that? How did you, because this is a good point. Like pressure is, pressure's good. A certain, like in, in, in sport and in life, like you need a certain amount of pressure because without pressure, there's a, like, there's like a saying, isn't there? Something like without, without pressure, you don't get a diamond, right? So you have, you have to have that little bit of pressure. When did you make that switch from the kind of pressure that's like quite detrimental to your health to pressure that's going to fucking elevate you? Good question. Do I think it's do I think it's still there? Yeah. But what the, think- the the negative? Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
However, do I use it to my advantage? Yeah. How? So I have like the way you believe in your mind, I believe so much that your body keeps the score on you and that no matter the limit or the pressure or whatever you've got on yourself, it's there for, it's there for an absolute reason. Mm. Um, when did I get that point where I sort of changed it from being detrimental? I don't honestly think I have, but what I have done is watered it down right. to then fuel it into, okay, if I've got this much pressure, why am I still sitting in a shitty little box that I've made for myself? Mm. Where is this pressure going to take me to? And that's probably right. why now I'm in the ultra marathon game because I'm like, cool, let's see, use this. So when you're experienced, like you say, it's still quite detrimental vibes, but you know how to use it. What kind of, how are you aware that you're in that space when it's being detrimental? Is it like anxiety? Is it negative self-talk? Like what does it actually show up as? 100%. It would never be the anxiety side of things right. or anything like that, but it would definitely be fuck, beating myself up a bit mentally right. off. You didn't do as good because you didn't, you know, my bar is always set here. Mm. And if it's not there, then cool. But what I love is that time where it goes to shit. I've actually fallen in love with that time where it goes to shit because I get to stare me directly in the face and go, what's going to happen next, sis? Mm. And that's what I love about the detrimental part of it because it pushes me to ask. And I think it's the same with everything, not just pressure. I suppose when you have those dips in general in life, like I've just, the past two months have been one and it, I know it's hormones and stuff going on with like, I've got my contraception changed and stuff and it's just. Love that. Yeah. yeah. And then within these two months, I've been like, okay, I'm experiencing like the thoughts creeping through and everything. But like, it's got to the point now where, get excited is the wrong word but it's like I know that I'm you're going to experience these periods of life where this talk does come through right and then when I come out of it and it's the same with you it's like you get to see like okay what's happened there what can we do what comes next what growth are we going to experience from this because there always is now when you when you experience those detrimental yeah the pressure when you go through your dips or whatever, whatever when you look at it is okay feeling like this but what's going to come out of it then when you're on your high you're like okay oh. I know the dip might come soon but I'm actually kind of buzzing for it because that means the next time I'll grow even further a hundred percent I think 100%. it's that switch isn't it it's like you you've been t- completely honest there and said look I've not completely got rid of the kind of pressure that where no. I speak to myself like shit sometimes do you think you ever will or do you think it's going to always be there? You just know how to manage it a bit better. Controversially, part of me doesn't want it to go. Okay. Um, because, That's interesting though. Yeah. So I've, de- I, like, I mean, like yourself, you probably are trained like I am physically to take this shit, sit with it, move with it and action it. Right. Mm-hmm. But to fully not have that, 
I'm not going to be where I want. So I wanted yeah. to come. And that's that pressure, isn't it? Again, we come down to pressure. It's like if you have these moments of pressure physically or kind of mentally where the, those thoughts kind of come in, that's like a little bit of pressure to say, right, let's fucking sort shit out. Yeah, it's weird. Like, you know, I think part of you wants to escape it, but part of you is like, no. So I don't ever think I'll ever want it to leave because I've nearly turned it into my pathway mm. of this is what is my growth with it. Yeah. So instead of trying to d relinquish it, I've gone, okay, you're my friend now. Mm. We've, we're going to have this battle probably till the day that we're put in the ground. So how can we work together, right? And how often does it come up for you? Because um, I, think, I think it's, I think when you start to view it in that way, for me personally, it doesn't come up as much because you're not trying to resist it. It, it creeps in sometimes, but it's got of like, it, it's not like a consuming weeks and weeks and weeks, forever popping up kind of thing. It's a, okay, so much triggered a little summit or I'm feeling a bit tired or what, you know, you've got the fucking new contraceptive, like all these little yeah. components, which evoke these kind of thoughts and like seasons. But I think when you look at it, the way you're saying to look at it, they get further and further apart. So how, would you say that even though it's not going to completely be removed, would you say that the resistance that you've took away from it has made it so you're not fucking going through it all the time? Yeah, 100%. And also you do feel more prepared for it. So maybe okay. maybe a good question that you ask, like, is it is frequent? Mm. Potentially, but I don't think the impact is as destructive as what it might have been as a 13 year old girl mm -hmm. so maybe the frequency could be a little bit less but the impactfulness isn't as oh my god you know yeah. it's, it's like, okay right shit fuck let me figure this out maybe <laughs> have a cry we'll be fine <laughs> i think as well it's the meaning that you place on the, like these seasons and these times, like for instance, you said, you know, when you're a 13 year old girl, girl you're experiencing these thoughts and you're in the thought. So you, you think that that's the truth. That's you. Mm -hmm. That's like, Oh my God, I'm such a shit person for feeling these thoughts. And I've got to listen to every single one. Whereas now it sounds like you've become more of the observer. So it's like, all right, okay, this is interesting. This has popped yeah. up. What we're going to do about it. What are we, we going to yeah how are we going to respond to it yeah and I think what like it's funny because you keep talking about the seasons and I keep picking up on that so if I relate it to sport mm. and we've got an off season yeah we've got game season we've yeah pre-game season <laughs> and then we've got that middle bit in the middle right and if you take it down to being a sports player or if you take it down to being in your fitness and health journey or you take it down to being in your running journey or a weight loss journey you are never always in season. Yeah, that is you so are. You will have to go through pre-season. Mm. You will have to go through season. You will have to go through all like post-season. What happens whenever you hit that high? Normally what happens is you go right back the way down and start yeah. thinking, oh my God, like what? What is that when like you achieve what you meant to, was always meant to achieve? 
yeah, like if you take, right, if you take a weight loss goal and you take a running goal, yeah, right? yeah. for the everyday person, and obviously I run like my coaching for the everyday athlete, as I like to call, take weight loss and we take running, right? So say mm-hmm. we've got a weight loss goal in six months and we've got a running goal in six months for two individual people, right? We've got to then figure out their seasons to get there. You know, you've got pre-season, you've got game season, you've got post-season, then you've got off-season, all that sort of stuff. So that's essentially then how your mindset, it will have to move through all of that, the ups, the downs, the, you know, what may come up, what may not come up, the pressure, the after pressure, who's doing, who's looking at my aftercare, you know what I mean? So like you're sort of saying with your seasons, it's exactly the same when you transfer it over to sport or anything fitness or anything to do with, you know, your body, right? You can't always have summer. And I think this has just popped into mind. It's completely irre- irrelevant to the pressure side of things that we're speaking to and what we're speaking Sorry, about. Guys. But it's just like when we're talking about like looking at sport and, and mindset and just life in general, I think it's important to note as well, like, when you win or when you achieve what you want to achieve thinking that you are going to be ultimately happy when you've achieved that thing is just you know what put like this I'll be happy when I'll be happy when and I've actually I have mentioned I wanted to speak to you about this at some point like people who are chasing that I will be so happy when I get to this certain weight and what you're describing there is when you achieve that when you get that feeling and that that emotional response from getting what you've wanted after it actually comes a bit of a dip right 99% of the time yeah 99% of the time and it's so it's so prevalent now that it's part of what I do for my coaching so I just like you probably do with your your girls or your guys is okay you want to achieve this in your life what do we do after? Mm. What is what comes after? Because the aftercare part is nearly just as important, right? And that's actually how I transfer through to my my clients, especially when they have a timeline goal of yeah. maybe it's I want to run a half marathon, and I want to do a triathlon, I want to do an ultra marathon, I want to lose this weight. Okay, cool. What happens after? What what does your life look like? You know, how does the aftercare go? Yeah. Because you've now got a you've now got that boundary, you've now got to that goal. And nine times out of 10, guess what happens? We start to shift that goal even more. Mm-hmm. And we forget to, to revel in our, our, the beauty of facts that we've got there. Then we start moving it. So I always like to put in place like an aftercare plan. Yeah, I like that. No, I love that. Yeah. yeah. What does that look like? Very individual. So it okay. depends if it is a sporting goal or if it's a weight loss goal. Nine times out of 10, I have this knack of someone coming along who does have a weight loss goal. And they're like, oh, I want to lose 10 kg or whatever in the next six months. I'm like, cool. And I guarantee you within two, three months, they've already looked past that weight loss goal. We're already on to a different one, right? I do have a little bit of a knack of that. Um, I'm like, your limits are your limits. We got this. Um, but if it is a sporting goal, it's allowing that it's actually allowing which is probably like what a lot of the work that you do is to allow that feeling of I've done this Mm. right so it's like go enjoy yourself for the next month don't look at me don't look at your program don't look at me (laughs) you know like you don't enjoy what the hell you've just done tell every bypasser on the street that you've just run a half marathon in Sydney like revel in it 
journal it, do that thing, give that space. And I guarantee in four, six weeks, they'll be like, I'm ready to come back again. Cool. Yeah. But sometimes when you push those boundaries a little bit too hard, when the actual timeline of the goal is there and you go, right, we're straight back into training a week after, it's just too much. And you forget what you've just been mm-hmm. doing for the and last... probably like ends up like building a little bit of resentment for the thing that you love as well. Because if you are go, go, go and doing too much of too much and not yeah. celebrating, where's the you know what's the point what is the like you're not filling it with joy then and that I suppose that's the reason why you start these things you know 100% 100% I want to talk to you about because I've seen another trend of people that I speak with doing what I do like through the podcast yeah. and everything and it's like most people's journeys with mindset and realizing like what they're capable of getting outside their comfort zone reaching their limits starts with a fitness story so mine starts with a fitness story the seed the seed that was planted and don't get me wrong I didn't take it wasn't as if I did this fitness journey and then I was like oh my god I want to be a coach it was it was quite a while after however when I look back I'd I'd probably been to the gym like I'd never been like in on my fitness but I did this program and I ended up in the best shape that I was ever in. And that seed that was planted was the fact that when you do things that you don't think that you're able to do, and you get, you know that feeling when you take action, you get the evidence, and then you're yeah. like, oh my God, I, oh did, my God. It. I did it. I did something <laughs> I never thought I would have done. That was yeah. a seed that was planted for me that was like, oh my God, I like actually have the power of like pushing my own limits creating something different for myself and I've seen that in quite a few people why do you think fitness and sport in general is such a big what's the word such a big component of people realizing not just in sport but that they're capable of more in life as a human being yeah Yeah, and look amazing question because it is Oh, where do I start? I, I like everything I do and everything that I personally do and everything that I sort of allow my clients to, you know, discover is that your body is not your limits. Your mind is. And let's just take running. You think, uh, for example, I never ran two years ago. I was like, why the fuck are people running past me in the street? They're such idiots. <laughs> Get to the gym, right? I was like, please, you're doing my head in. I was, like, I was, like, I was exactly the same. Right? I was like, why are these people doing this? I was like, Get a real sport. You know what I mean? You're just walking really fast, right? And my mind told me that people who were running in the street hadn't any idea how to do proper fitness, how to do proper sport. Can you believe that? what an idiot right <laughs> now she's only tr- now she's only training for like 100k ultra marathon <laughs> but that's an example of how your mind has predispositioned you to this story even though all along my body was clearly capable mm. to run very long endurance distances the whole time then what happens is when what, what I try and say is that the, the mind will be your first blockage. Your body is so capable. Yeah. And when your body starts to keep the score of your capabilities, your mind then overtakes it to, fuck, I've got this. Yeah. 
I've got this. Like when you get past that little, that initial, I need to stop. If you just kind of ignore that and push past that and see that you, you, you can keep going. It's like that one more rep saying, isn't it? Like when you feel like you cannot do one more rep, ignore that voice and then you'll end up doing three more. 100%. It's like the the Navy SEALs rule is you are only ever working at 40% capacity, mm. even though you think you're at 100. Yeah. Okay? And everybody's capacity is different. You don't need to be an ultra marathon runner. You don't need to be a sports star. It might just be literally turning up to the gym three times a week when you've got a family, kids, and a really high power, power job. Whatever yeah. your situation is. Your mind will be your first blockage. When the minute you allow your body to start moving in whatever way you've decided to challenge it, your mind will soon overtake it. Then your body will catch up. Mm. Then your mind will probably stop it again. Allow your body to move it. And it transcends through that, right? The body essentially for me keeps the score in whatever you decide to do off your mind. What do you mean by that? Explain that a little bit more. In terms of body keeps the score, what do you mean? Um... Well, you take someone, uh, I'll give you an example. I hate mm-hmm. basketball, but I love this man, Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. Why do you hate basketball? I was, I was going to talk about sport later on. I was going to say, I love sport. I play basketball. <laughs> um, I don't hate it. I just don't. That's a very strong word, actually. I don't really follow basketball. <laughs> but I'm obsessed with Michael Jordan. Obsessed, yeah. right? And because his whole persona blows my mind, right? Because that man was not the best basketballer. And, but he did what he repeated and he repeated and he repeated his body through movements. Then he was like, hold on a shit. I've got this. Let me keep going. So if you use him as an example of what the, when I say the body keeps the score, Nine times out of 10, whenever you're allowing your body to go through stuff that feels challenging, uncomfortable, your mind is then a byproduct of what the body is keeping score of. Mm. I'll give you an example. If you're unfortunately in a position where you feel, which is like a lot of people, I don't have the time, I've got extra curricular things happening is too much pressure is too much stress i'm very tired you come home and you unwind with netflix yeah you barely move your body through in the week your body is keeping the score essentially of what your mind believes it's it's capable of right yeah which nine times out of ten is in a bad position if that's actually what you're doing right mm-hmm. whereas you see someone who's relatively you know going to the gym keeping healthy doing their thing um, nine times out of ten they've got a stronger mind oh 100 percent. right so what but not always which is going to lead me on to my next question excellent what do, <laughs> what do you think about people prioritizing fitness for the wrong reasons and how can they manage that so for instance that seed that was planted for me it's like the first bit of personal development, pushing myself to the limits work I ever did, right? So it did plant the seed. However, I was doing it for the wrong reasons because at the end of that program, I looked amazing. Mm-hmm. But I did not feel it, really. I was probably one of the most 
unconfident, anxious, plates like times of my life. And that was because I was working out for the wrong reasons. I was working out to look the way society has painted this perfect picture that we have to look. What okay. is your take on that? How can people check in to make sure that on this journey of fitness, of getting involved with sport, that they're doing it for reasons that are actually going to make their mind, like you said, you know, yeah. strong and X, Y, Z? So super, super common. Um, I'll probably pop a question back, like, why did you feel like it made you feel unconfident, even though probably aesthetically, if you were to go picture one versus picture two after three, four months, whatever, society would go, oh, she looks X, Y, and Z in this one versus this one. Why did it make you feel unconfident in the first place? It. I don't think it made me feel that, like the change made me feel unconfident. I think I was not confident anyway. And I thought in my head, that that was going to be the answer. Okay. So when I got to the the place where I wanted to be, it was, oh, I, I actually, then I felt worse because it didn't get me to the, the in the mindset I wanted, I wanted to be in. Yeah. Um, and it's very common, especially when it comes to aesthetic goals mm. um, in terms of like weight loss, that sort yeah. of stuff. And there's a really big question that I asked to all of my clients at the start okay. of everything. I, I, literally have to understand you before you come into my coaching space and the question is why are we doing this okay why with anything i think that's so important isn't it like so, attention. exactly so maybe whatever two three years ago i said okay core why are we doing this oh i want to feel good okay why so I wanna okay good. why okay why <laughs> okay yeah okay why because I want to feel more confident. Okay, why? Yeah. Right? It's literally that one question. I ask myself, why am I running 100Ks in six mm. months' time in one of the world's hardest races? Why am I doing why? that? Why are you doing that? Right? And there's one, you know what? I sit down and ask myself the fucking question. I'm like, why the fuck am I doing that? <laughs> Have you asked it like, have you, do you ask it like that? Or have you actually like asked seriously, like, why, why do I want to do it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 100%. I just finished um, doing the Lara Pinta trail, which was 84 yeah, from there six weeks ago. And, and I reflected, I was like, what did you fucking do? <laughs> it was brutal. It was horrible. It was, I cried. I vomited. I diaried. I did everything. It was, that's another podcast. But anyway, um, <laughs> And I was like, why am I doing this? And I, you know what? It's one answer and I have, and it's one answer only. Every time I do something like this, I become closer to me. Okay. Love that. Why? Yeah. How? Because I have intrinsically this, re there's like obviously my body and other people's um, trajectory through life through their body is my absolute passion. But for me, I have this intrinsic motivation to always just to know me one bit better okay. and I believe for me personally my body is my gateway to that and is it that every time you complete something like this you see you kind of reach that new limit and it's like okay this this is me at my core the person who is capable of absolutely anything Do you know what I mean yeah and then it transcends to 
oh my god I just want to get like hundreds of people and tell them the exact same like I know that's yeah. my life and that's like your driver if you can do it so can everyone else kind of thing yeah that is my life's mission to get to know me to, to that much on a level where it's so confronting mm. that I can at least just help someone know that they have got that within them because I believe so much in that they say don't they like a coach can only take their clients as deep as as, as the as deep as they've been themselves and I guess it's not just about like after you've completed something and you're reflecting on it and asking yourself why but I bet in the moments when you fucking your mind is saying you can't do this you've got to give up you learn about yourself so much in those moments about resilience about determination about how strong you are that is what you can then go and scream from the rooftops to clients and shit 100 and also just know whenever like for instance taking it back to whenever you felt shit after x mm. amount of like understanding that i've been in those positions too so yeah. how are we going to then move this forward somehow if even you know maybe we need to take a side step or whatever but yeah 100 like and I get not everyone is going to be as, I guess, manic in whatever it is, like myself, but you don't need to be. That's oh. the role that I play. Yeah. So you can go, that's what I mean. So you can bring them on their level yeah. for whatever they're going through. Yeah. And it's yeah. the same with me, like, even in terms of mindset, not just in fitness, it's like, I don't expect clients for this work to be there whole life and for it to be as obsessive same um in relationships yeah like Aaron isn't a coach Aaron loves like personal development and growth and will have little mindset dates and you know he does love in doing his own shit but I can't expect him oh. to be as obsessed as I am because that's, that's not his thing but for me it's like okay I've learned this and I can share that with him I've learned this I can share that with clients so it's it, it that is so right I love that because you can it's not about expecting or even pe like clients or normal people looking at us and thinking oh my god do I have to go to that length absolutely <laughs> not you know but if you do get in touch <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about the um ultra then I want to hear about it what what the... what is an ultra marathon yeah, so ultramarathon is anything over a marathon. Oh, right, um, okay. Yeah, so yeah, that's how clueless like, I am about running. I go to Centennial and just about manage 10K. I am happy with that. <laughs> uh, as long as you're happy, I'm happy. Um, and ultramarathon is just over the marathon. I am still very new to this game. As I said, I only ran my first 10K in 2021, I'm going to say, yeah. And my mate was like, I ventured you in the 10K race. And I was like, ah, lols. Um, <laughs> died the entire way. Um, and then I was like, you know what? Let's see where we go with this. Um, I ran my first half marathon only last July. And then my next race, I was like, you know How what? Much half? Uh, what did you say? Sorry. What's half? Is it 20, 20, what is it? 20, 21, yeah. And then I was like, do you know what? I think I'll up my game and not do the marathon and just do an ultra marathon. <laughs> oh, so you completely <laughs> skipped the marathon. Yeah. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> I know. I am. I do have a really, really good friend, though, who is a very talented runner. And he's right. sort of like my little whisper in the ear going like, you've got this. Mm. And uh, 
we actually decided it was literally this time last year. We had to book a year in advance. So I'd only six weeks completed my um, first half marathon. And um, he's like, do you want to go to Alice Springs um, to run the Lara Pinta Trail, which is like the hardest trail in um, Australia? And I was like, yeah, sure. What else? And How I'm long is that? Um, altogether, the, uh, it is 251 and we did 85 kilometers off it. Yeah. So, and the elevation gain is the same as, uh, just basically one of the base camp Everest. So that's basically what we were running up a day. That's like, um, but we, it was, oh, it's really hard to put into words about it. If I'm honest with you, um, I still try and come to terms of what happened in terms of like the ups, the downs, the everything. Mm. Um, a lot of emotion about yeah, it was brutally beautiful. Like as soon yeah. as I crossed, and you can go onto my Instagram, it's pinned. As soon as I crossed that line, I just broke down in a real like you can see. I was just like a wheel. I was like everywhere. My mates were like, I went there with two blokes, and they were like, "Okay, relax." And I was like, "I don't care." <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's really set the fire underneath me because I don't. I think this has been the first time in a long time, probably since my badminton, where I felt very close to myself like badminton used to give me like I sort yeah. of said previous and in the next couple of obviously like I said in the next couple of um, months well six to seven months I've got um, two more mountains to attempt to run up um, we'll see what happens it's all very new to me um, luckily enough I've got a good team support behind me I've actually had a lot of people come to me and say look you're giving it stacks in this trail running you have literally made me go out and buy new trail runners and it is really this is really exciting I'm like look it is the most freedom that I felt in a while and I hope you get a piece of that as well whether it's in a competition or whether it's just for recreationally but are you doing it are you doing it recreationally or so it's obviously races that I go into. It is a race, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, so I obviously that's in me. That's your, I was going to say, that's your competitive side, I thought. Yeah, <laughs> like, can't you just do it for fun? Why would you do that? <laughs> um, so I did actually, I managed to come fourth in my age group um, in Lara Pinson. Wow, that is amazing. Absolutely buzzing. It was my second race ever. Um, at the minute, I'm not looking for any anything like podium-wise or whatever. I'm looking to yeah. finish it and enjoy it and like, the experience of learning. And it's uh, definitely a big journey and a definitely different way of training, but I'm absolutely loving it. Like, I, I when I was, like, doing – so I did the um, – what's it fucking called? So I did City Surf last year in August. Yep. I'm not going to lie. I did have a bit of a drink the night before because my, ma- my, <laughs> mate my mates got engaged, right? And we weren't, right. we weren't going to drink. And then we ended up fucking drinking. So nice it minute. was honestly torture. And I'd only ever trained in Centennial, which is flat as fuck. I didn't wow. realise how fucking hilly it was. But Heartbreak in hill. that period, yeah. Oh, I went up one hill and I was like... Phew. So glad that heartbreak hills over and then someone next to me was just like <laughs> no, no one no one heartbreak hills just around the corner I was like oh my god but like even oh. after that and like even after I've done 10k whatever it might be like I went and did 5k the other day like when I go for a run the number one thing I love about running is I go through little dips of oh my god like I can't like am I gonna finish yeah. this 
And that is when you see how powerful your mind is. Because in a run, you can literally, all I used to do, oh. especially on the 14, yeah, on the 14 K for City to Sir, I just used to say to myself, I'm a runner. I'm a runner. That's what I, I just used to repeat that fucking sentence. I'm a runner. 100%. And it, like going back to what I said, the body's keeping the score. Your body can get you up that hill. Yeah. But your mind is like, mm, no one <laughs> will actually care if I stop right now. It'll be fine, right? No one's going to look at me because, you know, and then you start to think, oh, but I had a drink last night. So that's an excuse as to why I don't finish it. And then, oh, it's too warm. So that's another excuse. But technically your body's like, hurry up. We're halfway <laughs> up this hill. Right? Yeah. You yeah. Know? Like, I would like to try a half marathon, I think. And then see, because I, I think it, like crossing that finish line, like not at fun runs are different, but like doing something like a marathon yeah. or a half marathon. Like, I know the feeling of like achieving something that once upon a time you you thought, fuck that, I could never do that. That feeling is insane. And my question to you would be, all right, why do you want to do a half marathon? For that feeling. Exactly, right? <laughs> and, and if you can bottle that feeling of like, like it's hard to replicate whatever whatever way that feeling gets to you. Mm, yeah, it's hard to replicate. So, you know, if it, that's the thing. Like, whereas if someone came to me and said, "Oh, I want to run a half marathon because I want to lose weight," I'm like, you no. know, we've, we've got to think about that. <laughs> but um, you know, if that's your intrinsic motivation to have that, there's this saying about running that um it's the opposite of taking drugs um and that while you're taking drugs you're on the biggest high and afterwards it feels like shit whereas when you run it feels like shit but afterwards you're on the biggest high it's the polar opposite from drugs (laughs) and you know maybe my mother listens to this but I have done both (laughs) and uh, I can safely tell you I will be running for the rest of my life (laughs) oh no but when is it when is it um, I've got a 50 in December and a hundred in May. Just like the, in my head, I'm thinking 10, 10 K, 10, 10 Ks. No, and it's just true. madness to me. Like I cannot fathom how someone can, well, obviously, cause I've not pushed myself that hard yet. I know I could do it, but it's just the thought of 10, 10 Ks. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. But, it, but again, like. The same thing is in, you know, say I take like CrossFit. I'm mm. like, I respect you so much, but there's nothing that really wants me to get to there. Yeah. And it's that thing, you've got to want it, aren't you? Like, yeah. 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 We'll see what happens though. You'll smash it. <laughs> I can't wait to see, honestly. So we finished the pod with a little closing tradition and it's okay. uh, rose, a bud and a thorn. So a rose is something that you are obsessed with at the minute in life, something that's going okay. really, really well. You are like, mm, yeah. Your bud is something that you're currently working on. It's like, mm, yep, working on it. And then your thorn is something that just fucking screams hot mess. It's up in the air. It's imperfect. Go. Okay. Um, definitely running is my rose. Okay. My bud is my own coaching business because I know it's literally still in its infancy. And I'm like, let's go. Like there's so, <laughs> so much. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, we're like partly blooming, but we're, we're like, you know. Like the co- I like to call it the cocoon. Like we're in the cocoon stage and soon it'll just be woo. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and I can't wait to have a forest. So I'm like, let's go. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, my thorn. You know what? I think it's weirdly being the age that I am and expectancy of people around me thinking that I should be doing the polar opposite from what I'm doing. So okay. um, my thorn is, I guess, my timeline nearly if that but not in your is it it's not in your head it's the the timeline that people are trying to force on you you mean yeah not so much force but like obviously you know it's more yeah it's a bit like yeah it's a bit like, like passive for, comments passive yeah because i'm nearly 35 you know what i mean yeah but you're so i think Oh, love it. But I mean, most 35-year-olds, two kids, house and all that shit. And I'm like, I'm going to run a mountain. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I love that, though. Does that, does that, I think that's what I'm going to be like, yeah. to be honest. Like, I do, like, yeah. obviously, I want to settle and I want to, but I've got shit I want to do and I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, I think my thorn, if I was to put it in a sentence, is a few decisions, whether I should go a okay. certain way. Yeah. Right. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> tell everyone where they can find you tell everyone what you've got going on in terms of you know any programs yep. everything like that where can they find you amazing so the first stop will definitely be head over to my instagram we have got two different coaching programs in there we've got our group coaching where it's sort of like dip your feet in the water if you've got a big goal i'm all about those big goals so it's that sort of eases you in and then we have the one-on-one space where you get all of this craziness for your big goal to be smart (laughs) the pre-season the season the aftercare the whole shebang so that is in there love it and what's your insta jennifer Irvine underscore coach amazing thank you so much for coming on honestly you've made me want to just fucking go out and run a marathon right now But I'm not gonna. <laughs> not yet. I will. No. Not yet. No. Thank you. Honestly, it's been unreal. Thank you. I thank loved you. being on here, and I love your work too. So it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, honey. Thanks for listening, guys. Catch you next time. <laughs>